I'm Brad. I'm Justin. And I'm a Cinemaiden. An award-nominated podcast for the casual movie fan. We are the Cinema Guys. Welcome to the show. Welcome to another episode of The Cinema Guys. How's everybody doing this week? I'm here. You're here. <laughs> we had quite a busy week this past week. Yeah. We, we did. We had the uh, and we the saw, screening, we the saw expo, each other a lot. So birthday much. parties. Man, it was it was a busy weekend. Yeah. And we not you forgot our event that we hosted. No, I said I said event. The oh. expo. Oh, they and said birthday, birthday parties. That was yeah, it was in there. I mean, that was a thing too. Yeah, that was. That was a thing too. You know, the cinema guys do do birthday parties. <laughs> if you want us to come out, we usually do twenty five dollars a cinema guy. Oh, really? Thirty dollars a cinemaiden oh. per hour. Did I pay for myself? And we will come. <laughs> I think he did to your party, and we'll hang out. We'll do really we'll cool things. You know, you know, so what we can do is we'll talk to the people that they don't want to talk to. Oh, yeah. Oh, we'll distract all, the people that good. you don't that like. It'd be like, hey, did you see the Meg? Uh, you know, what did you think? <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> well, if this is your first time in, welcome in to quite... This is going to be quite an up and down episode. And if you're returning, so are we back. up right now or are we down? I, I think we're up. I think we're up. I think we'll be pretty oh, steady. There might be some dips. How about that? Okay. Dip let's it. go ahead and yeah, we're gonna let's do an example of a dip. We <laughs> let's go ahead and do an example of a dip. Ashley, let your eyes glaze over. Stop paying attention, and, and I will dip. And then uh, we keep talking. And she goes, "What? What? What was that? What would you say? What was that? What did you say? What? Did you say that already? Oh, I didn't know." So before we kick it off, I want to say thank you to everybody who came out to Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Yeah, it was freaking super awesome. It was, it was awesome. actually really fun. That crowd was really energetic and really into it. it and nothing against the people who came to the thing. Oh, no, no. Different, different crowds. The Bill and Ted crowd was so much more fun than the thing crowd. I'll tell you that right now. I mean, the thing crowd, they were fun. They were a different style of crowd i mean they're completely different types of movies too so you're gonna get some different people out there and i i I mean i had a blast for bill and ted's i was expecting like 20 people so it was awesome to see way more than that so i'm gonna play just a little clip of our event so people can hear basically kind of what we do at these events hey everyone uh thank you so much for coming to bill and ted's excellent adventure uh is there anyone here who saw it originally in 1989 on the screen? All right. Anyone not even born in 1989? Oh, wow. I was trying to remember if I saw it in the screen or not. I think my parents probably would have taken me. Thank you guys so much. You, you guys are all, the best You all get stickers already. and free like. swag up here. Uh, okay, some quick trivia. What are Bill and Ted's full names? Oh, over there. You, know, you sir. Bill S. Preston, Esquire, and Ted. Ted Theodore. R. We Wild are stallions. Wild Stallions. Well oh, wow. They cut you off. 
Uh, um, did everyone like Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure? Had anyone not seen it before tonight? Had anyone not seen it? I see. I see you, Matt. Don't worry. Ooh, uh, did you guys like it? Those who had not seen it. Woo. Um, the, uh, I thought it was really awesome on the big screen. I really liked it. Um, the future is really boring. You yes, just said the future is very boring. It's like to me. the worst part of this. All right, hey, thank you for coming out. Check out our hey. podcast. It's fun. It's Real cool. quick, would anybody love to see Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey? Yeah. All right, we'll come back here November 9th. November 9th, time. Bogus Journey. We're, we already scheduled Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey for that night. It's also a Friday night. Thank you, guys. Thank you. We had a great time, and we can't wait for Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey coming up November 9th. At the Esquire. Bogus Journey. Bogus Journey. I hope we have at least that same crowd show back up and then have them all bring friends. That's what we need. So let's kick it off with a little Top This. As as you know, or as we said here at the beginning, if if you caught it in the chaos that was at the beginning... We recently went to the Cincinnati Comic Expo, but for this top this, we're going to do our top three things or, or, or stuff we saw at the expo. Whether Hold on, we booth. can only do three? We can only... How yeah, many? Justin, yes. Yes. That is always what we do. <laughs> we always do three. And then you have 12 only, honorable mentions. Yeah, you, have, like... you have three plus 14 honorable mentions. Yeah. So, how, why? How many did you... Do like... Top five. No, three. All right, fine, fine. You do your honorable mentions anyway, so what does it matter? Yeah. So are we gonna? Because I won't mention. How are how are we cool. gonna do our list this week? Uh, I think we should do this uh, round robin style. Yeah, shocker! That's what you always say. <laughs> it's so much more. And then fun. you argue with me every that time. Way everyone gets to hear all of our voices in different times instead of it all being well, together. Fine. Say fine. one thing, fine. talk about it. Say fine. one thing. I mean, fine. come on, Ashley. whatever the patriarchy wants. <laughs> wow. No, my thing is, do you want a different hear time of a downward a dip? Bread? Do what did you say? <laughs> Do you want to hear three in a row from Brad? Yeah, no. You don't want to hear three in a row from me. That was a joke. (laughs) They're all probably things that hate women anyway. What? Like Transformers and Cabbage Patch Kids? (laughs) Wow. Why don't you uh, start it off, Justin, since I know you have like 12. My number one. Why don't you do three at a time? <laughs> oh, okay, that's not round robin style. Well, it's round robin style if you're doing a chunk of three, four times. My number one favorite thing I saw was I had a really good conversation with an author. I think we actually got a recording with him too. Uh, his name was Stuart Thaman. We do have a recording, and uh, he wrote a series of books called The Goblin Wars. And the thing I really liked about you know he was very excited, obviously, to talk about his book, but. The artwork sort of caught my eye, so I stopped by his booth, and I was asking him, and he was not a douche. He was really nice, because some people are not very kind there. That's good. And he just was like, tell me about his book, and his book is about a fantasy world from the perspective of goblins and orcs instead of humans and elves. That's pretty fun. Yeah, so I'm going, so I did not have any cash or money with me, because I'm super poor, but uh, I am going (laughs) to get- I'm going to get the sample 
on my uh, Amazon book and then see if I like it and keep reading it. So you should check it out because he seemed like a very nice guy and sounded like a cool book idea. It, it did. We do have, we will have here a little bit later, a little, the interview that we had with him talking about his book and concept. So it's speaking of books, what good. book are you reading right now, Ashley? Splat the cat with a bang and a clang. Yeah. Oh, weird. It's quite the page turner. <laughs> okay. Right, Cinemaiden, what is uh, one thing that you enjoyed at the expo? Uh, so mine are a, a bit more superficial. Okay. I liked this one costume that I saw. It was. <laughs> wow, what was that? <laughs> there was like one costume I saw. <laughs> I I mean, I saw lots of costumes, but there were only, there was one that I really loved. I'm going to start with that one. It okay. was that dude that was like on all fours that you oh, and I yeah, saw. Yeah, yeah. What was that? The, uh, the anime oh, guy. It was a girl. It was a girl? Yes, I talked to her. On she, all fours with the white mask? With the white mask. And so, because we were trying to figure out actually what she was from, because it looked very familiar to us. And so I went and asked her, and it she made it up in her head. It was not something from something. It was really cool. It had to have been... Uh, it although... Looked, it looked a lot like the thing from that anime. Yeah. The, it's, it's very inspired by anime. Away. For sure. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. No, no, not Spirit Away. Uh, Princess Mononoke. There you oh, go. Oh, that's it. That's it. No, no, no. Uh, sorry, I was thinking Avatar. When Avatar meets the god spirits, it looked a lot like that. Okay. Or maybe yeah, we it, could go it, ahead and say all Japan anime. It looked very familiar. It looked like, like it could have been out of an anime easily. Yeah, but it was, but it was really, really committed cool. to really that good. costume. It was really good. It did not look comfortable. No, <laughs> it did not, but it was really cool. I hope she won something. I know, same. So that was my one thing. Your one thing? One of mine was also a costume just because I love this show and I love that character was the guy that was walking around dressed up as Towley. I was going to say that was going to be one of mine. Towley. I only liked it because my friend Debbie, who was with me, freaking lost it every time she saw Towley. Every time he came around, I was always like, you want to get hot? He's like, I'm so high right now. And he like, no, Towley, we don't want to get high. It was awesome. That, that yeah, I did not get Tally. I was like, I heard him talking to someone else, and someone else was like, "Who are you?" And he's like, "You don't know who I am." <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah, I don't know who you are, Tally yeah. man. Well, I don't know who you are, you Tally. Don't, you don't watch. You look like a big piece of cloth. Yeah. That's all I. <laughs> he's what are you, a cloth guy? He's a, he's a towel he's a who towel. likes to smoke. <laughs> clean, clean man. Smoke what? YB dude. He likes to smoke the the dubs. The dubs. <laughs> Yeah, what else? He likes, to, he likes to get high. He likes to get All right, high. my second one is, man, I am not doing this guy justice because I can't remember the name of his booth. I thought he had the best booth there uh, of all the vendors who were selling basically all the same kind of stuff. Yes. Um, I thought his was the most creative. He did record labels, or record covers, sorry. Uh, you could buy an album cover. But it was things of popular shows like Mouse Rat from, uh, sorry, Brad, Parks you don't Rec. get this, Parks and Rec. Uh, what? Or What's that? Uh, threat, threat Level Midnight from uh, The Office or The Golden Girls or things from Saturday Night Live. They were just records of things that would be fun to listen to. And I thought it was, Duke I Silver. really liked, yes, Duke Silver was one. Sorry, yeah. Brad, you don't get that, Parks and Rec. Parks and Rec. You have a big gap in your TV knowledge by not 
No, who little Sebastian is? Yeah, who yeah exactly. Part- Fiona, yeah. little Sebastian. Duke Silver. We we I have an interview with someone who made Fiona figures. Yeah, but. yeah, yeah. Yeah, Fiona. I just don't get it. Little Sebastian <laughs> of Cincinnati. Okay, I guess I will start uh, anyways, watching the show soon. So, Maybe, if you ever find this dude, I I feel bad. I should know his company so I can give him a plug, but I don't. But he was awesome, and he had the best stuff. I thought. Very cool. Okay. Well, along the same lines, the booth. I liked ET. Rude. <laughs> wow. No. Very rude. All right. Well, along now, I'm not going to say the one that I was going to say. Um, what? What were you going to say? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'll save it for last. One of the my favorite things that I saw was just this guy, and it wasn't even intentional. He was just sitting in a corner by himself, very sad looking, but he was dressed as Darth Vader. And I just had this image in my head of sad Keanu dressed as Darth Vader just Aww. sitting somewhere. I wanted so badly to take a picture of him and make a sad So Keanu. what do you think? You Why think that you guy like thought he'd be cool and showed up and just realized I'm not even I'm No, not even I think cool. he was just tired. Or, yeah, he could have been just tired. What I day was, was what day? It was just Friday night. It was oh. when you and I were, we went upstairs to look to the gaming room. Okay. And he was just sitting there. He was taking a load off. And he, was, he, was gonna... he just, he maybe he, his face wasn't even sad, but he was just like looking down at the floor and just because he had the mask on, he just. <laughs> Hold on. Was he sad. Darth Vader unmasked? Like, no, was he Darth Vader? no, he had oh. the mask on. Oh, but it had his head sagging down. But he down, had his so head he looked, sagging down. And he just looked, so he looked sad. <laughs> the saddest. You should have went and like kind of just, you should have went and put your finger on his chin, just pushed up and be like, chin up, chin up. Chin up, chin up, Darth. Darth. It'll be okay. Yeah. <laughs> or just up, patted his little helmet head. You got it, buddy. Go find your son. Well, my second one would be some people dressed up as from probably one of Justin's all-time favorite movies. Yeah, I already know the answer. It's not my favorite movie. Monty Python and I the Holy th- Grail. I do think their costumes were awesome. They were dressed up as the knights, and they even had the guy behind them with coconuts, like tapping oh, the really? coconuts, like they were Ant Man. Even like, like even the detail of their like backpacks and stuff were like spot on. Yeah, they they, they, they were they were really good. They were really good, and it's one of my top five comedies of all time. So I thought it was great. Really? Oh yeah. So my. My third one goes out to two people from a, so that's the way he adds some more to two people <laughs> watching the uh, <laughs> watching all the costumes. I realized there was a big gap that I had in Japanime. Oh, huge and gap! Video games. So the video games and Japanime stuff, man. I, I there's a lot of costumes I didn't get, but there was two characters from a from a game that I don't play, but my children do, called Overwatch. And I don't really care about their stupid costume, although they looked really good. What I did care about, and I now created a new theory, and I think this is true of anyone who ever does cosplay or ever dresses up in any costume, is that we always concentrate on the face and the torso part of our costumes. Yes. But we never concentrate. Like, most costumes have crap footwear. Like, most costumes oh, are... I think I know who good. you might be talking about. With their legs and foot. So there were two people who had Overwatch costumes. And their feet, like whatever they did, was awesome. Like they went way out to make these giant boots and these cool like feet. And I was like, and I actually then I saw a Deadpool costume who he really went all out with even his like boots. And so I think my new theory is 
that if I'm going to examine your feet, and if you've done your feet well at his costume, then you have a great costume. <laughs> That's not that weird at We're, all. No, no, people don't think about their feet, man. They're always like, I'll just throw on some boots and jeans. All right, there we go. For That's what Bubba Fett did. Expo 2019, people. Jeans. Did you just say Bubba Fett? But he did say Bubba yeah. Fett. Bubba Fett, the actual Boba. character. Boba. Boba. Boba Fett. Fett. Bubba Fett. Bubba Fett. Bubba Fett. It's B-O-B-A. It's Boba. It's not Django B-U-B-A. and his dad, Bubba. <laughs> son, son. Django his and his dad, son, Bubba. 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 His, his son, Bubba. Bubba. Bubba Fett, get wow. in here for some chicken fried steak. Come some on, Bubba. Shrimp. Get some in here now. Bubba Fett shrimp. Get some, get some scrimp. Anyways. <laughs> Feet work, guys. Concentrate on it. It, it wins the deal. Yes, Next were... time I'm in charge of a contest where I'm judging uh, uh, like different costumes. Just make sure your shoes I'm are good. Feet. First thing is to look at your Legs. feet. It's basically knee down. Knee down. <laughs> yeah. That's not going to be weird. Next year, Justin's going to be walking around on his knees. This Halloween, feet. look at everyone's costume, and I bet their knee down performance is all going to be subpar. <laughs> You'll be like, I'm going to have to look saying. at it next year now. I, now I'm going to look at it on Halloween. Oh, I see what he's saying, oh, man. Yeah. You really nailed Mary Poppins up top, but you Mary Poppins <laughs> you down nailed, low. <laughs> you nailed Mary Poppins up top, but knee <laughs> down. You're lacking. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Great Predator costume for head and torso and gun on the shoulder. Yeah, but your, your Jordans on the bottom before. are really fitting. <laughs> what is that? Some Doc Martens and gray jeans? Why are great, you wearing Crocs? You're the Predator. Uh, exactly. People will be wearing Crocs. I'm telling you. Make sure you take care of those that feet, the, people. That is the new gauge for costumes for me. Well <laughs> done, Overwatch. Okay. People. All right. All right, Cinemaiden, what's your is this your final one? Yeah, this last one. My third. Third. In no particular order. In no particular. Well, this is a particular order. Okay. So this is your least or your favorite? My least favorite. Okay. Of my favorites. Okay. Least favorite or your favorite? Um. So I'm taking it you don't have it already known. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so this isn't my favorite thing. I, I actually didn't like this at all. You did not like this. I did not like this, but it was something I remember. Hold on, hold on. So you're telling me you put in two faves and then one least fave in the top three list? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think that Brad can probably guess what this is. <laughs> Are are you are you uh, talking about the photographer? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes, I am. <laughs> oh, the creepy photographer. The yes. creepy photographer that was making you know, that's all just of the females be at every Comic Con jump. Was... Even when the women said, "I'm uncomfortable with it," no, thank you. Yeah, he was. He well, was making them jump to get that action part. shot. That air action shot is what he was trying to do. But yeah. still, he was doing He's it to like, all oh the. Oh my gosh! I'd always like to all see the women. Boobs look like as she's jumping. Exactly. Can you do that for me? Yeah. It was just, and I love that it was also in front of this like female booth, female empowerment booth, and then there's right just in front this of it. dude and making these not girls, care. not making them. Oh, it really was. Like the 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 women just they feel like they need to like say okay because they don't want to be mean or like yeah. hard to deal well, with. Well, the the one lady that was dressed as Aquaman, Aquaman which she had the most bomb costume she because her she, she fit it she was like a freaking amazon she was oh yeah she was she, super she was tall super tall super fit 
and she just she was like the female Jason Momoa. Yeah. Oh yeah. And she had she all had the, these like the drawn tattoos. on tattoos. Yeah. And she was awesome. She was awesome. And then he's like, "Can you jump for me?" And she was like, I, "I'm." She's holding her like chest down, like it. She It'll was uncomfortable, move. but. Well, and listeners, whatever you're picturing this guy looking like, that's exactly what he looked yeah. like. Yeah, <laughs> sleazebag. And I remember just staring me, at him, staring me, at him with a, like a death glare. Oh, you had you had a stare, and I wanted him to say something, just like a because he didn't really do anything really mean that I could be no, like, get no. out of here. But he was just too forceful. Hold on, Cinemaiden, did he ask you to jump? No. Yeah, she wasn't. Exactly. She wasn't, wasn't in jump. costume. I wasn't in costume. He was only doing it to cosplayers, like the uh, barely dressed Ghostbuster women. Yeah. Those were the first that I saw him do. And yeah. There were Aquaman and some other ones. But I was just waiting. I was watching everything that he was saying, just waiting for him to say something inappropriate. And I was going to pounce on him. All right. My last one is it's someone that we talked to last year, that you talked to last year, about their toothless dragon that they built, the Brazen Monkey Studios. This year, they had that full-size Iron Giant head with the hand. Oh, I didn't realize that was the same guy yeah, as the Yeah, it was the, the same, same guy as the dragon. I thought that, w- that was uh, very cool. Just that, that is cool. Just very that, uh, cool. Uh, <laughs> the Iron Dragon was definitely, or sorry, the Iron uh, Giant was definitely very cool. It was very cool. I tried to... I did, eat- not, I did not pay the money to go on to it. However, I did it not. Was do uh, the same for me. I did not pay to get on the hand to get a picture taken. Can we talk about that for a second? Sort of the money suck that the expo can be. Can and I be. get it. I get it. People are doing whatever they can to make a dollar, but it seems like everything is so much money. Thirty dollars to get a selfie with a with a yeah some of that stuff was celebrity. kind of ridiculous. ridiculous. Uh, Seventy dollars to get an autograph. It just seems a little over the top, and I appreciate that these people are trying to make money and support yeah. themselves, and that's fine. But like, at what expense, though? A friend of ours paid thirty dollars to get a selfie. Who the guy's eyes were closed because they didn't even look and examine to make sure that the selfie with your own cell phone was actually any good. Right. So they don't care either. That's my thing. Yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah. There, there were some like autograph of some people that I would like, but the price, like they're forty, fifty, sixty dollars. And I was like, wow. Yeah, yeah. it just and all of that stuff's did, not worth it to me. Right. We did not say this time how it's weird that even though we're a movie podcast, we go to the comic con, but comics have become such a part of movies lately. Which allows me to then segment into the idea that it is a shame that Blade is <laughs> oh not my a giant part of the Matic universe. At it. I don't think you understand that Blade was so good, and he's better than half these other Marvel movies, and he's not <laughs> getting the credit, man, because Wesley Snipes kind of messed up. Because yeah. of the actor, the yeah. movies are losing. I'll give you, I'll give you that. But before yeah. we we jump into some of the creator interviews we did, I have a couple interviews that you and I took with a couple cosplayers. We have a Nightwing that John Wick and Sergeant Slaughter, who stayed in character. Oh yeah, we'll, we'll Sergeant Slaughter did a great job. Let's hear it. Hear it really quick. 
All right, we are here with Nightwing. Got a question. If there was going to be a Nightwing movie, which there should be, mm -hmm. who would you want to play Nightwing? It's a guy that was on Vampire Diaries named uh, Steve McQueen. I think he'll be a good choice. Steve McQueen for Vampire Diaries, I don't know. Uh, have you watched Vampire Diaries? Uh, only like one episode or something. Well, uh, in the show, there's uh, the main character, one of the main characters, Elena Gilbert, her yeah. little brother, Jeremy Gilbert. That's ah. Steve McQueen. Did you make the Nightwing costume? Yes. From scratch. Well, how what? How did you start it? Well, sewed. Real. What was this before? Well, this was actually just fabric that I bought from the store, and I uh, basically got all the fabric, and I'm going to this. I started going to this place called Serendipity Lounge. That's oh, like yeah. up the street. I know exactly where it's at. Yeah, she uh, kind of helped me put the suit together, and that's basically what that's happened. Awesome. Well Thank done, you. Dude. Hey, thanks, thanks man. a lot, man. So we're here with John Wick and Rorschach from The Watchmen, which The Watchmen is also, I, we talk about The Watchmen in my podcast all the time because it's one of my favorite movies. My podcast, our podcast. Um, uh, so I'm going to think, all right, John Wick question. Um, John Wick 3, give us a plot. What do you think it's going to be? Well, if it was up to me, which I think it would be since I'm the character. Yeah, man, you look <laughs> if this was up to me, John Wick would obviously come back and in some way, we'll say some way, redeem himself in order to get back into the good graces of all the others. Yes. Now, so, there's, I like that. it's I like true that. that there is going to be a TV show based on the hotel, is what I heard. Yes. But yeah, if there was some way that uh, I might be able to redeem myself in order to get myself <laughs> off the hit list, yes. then that would be the uh, most awesome. excellent way. So I'm thinking that maybe there'll be something where there'll be some impossible task that it'll be uh, nice. that'll be up to complete it. Is that your car over there? Is that the John Wick car? Or is that just Supernatural car. I wish it was my car, but you know, my oh. car is this. My car is the um, the Mach One. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, Rorschach, will you answer in the Rorschach voice? I can try. <laughs> uh, how's it going? I'm trying to think how it goes. Like, I mean, it's basically Batman voice, kind of, right? Um, how did first off? How did you get your uh, mask to do the heat? It's a heat sensitive uh, paint. And. Yeah. It's a cloth. So, yeah. you almost like hyper colors. Yeah. So like, you put like it'll go on. This is just one I bought, but you can make your own by just taking the paint, and it basically when you breathe, it'll change the colors. Yeah, that's amazing. And like when you when you when it's cool air, it'll ch uh, change back to black, and then when it's hot air, it'll like change. Dude, you guys are definitely both winning the costume contest, man. You guys look awesome. All right, I'm here with uh, the one and only Sergeant Slaughter. That's right here, ladies and gentlemen, here at Cincinnati Comic Expo 2018. All right, I have a real question for you. How did you end up as one of the Joes going from wrestling to being a G.I. Joe? How does that even happen? Because when you're this good and you're all for America, it's bound to happen regardless. <laughs> Perfect answer. Thank you so much. That was awesome. But I will say that that uh, the John Wick that was walking around, he he looked oh, yeah, really he good. Did a great job. Um, can we talk about the Rorschach though? He was sweet. How he actually oh, used oh, yeah, that, he was really that, good that too. cool paint on his mask. To, oh so yeah, absolutely. Oh, uh, that was amazing. The fact that he like yeah could make his mask move was fantastic. So as you know, the as. Justin kind of said where comics and movies and just everything else is kind of 
like the Cincinnati Comic Expo to me, it's more of a pop culture um, expo than it is, you know, comic books anymore. On a scale of comic book conventions, where does Cincinnati rate? Are we oh, real low. middle of the road or are we so far down? I'd say we're kind of lower, but I, I, I honestly I don't know. I think we're pretty I've low only... because people keep canceling on coming. I mean, they don't make money there. I've only... The only expos or cons at comics that I've gone to is the San Diego Comic Con and the Cincinnati Comic Expo. So there, there is a large gap between those two. So I can't really I totally judge forgot where to we, talk about my favorite are. part of the show. Percy, now that you said that, Percy Weasley. Oh, yes, he, he did go so talk amazing. to him. He was so amazing. I We talked for like 25 minutes. So one of my favorite things to do, and I promise you that he's never going to listen to this podcast but one of my favorite things to do every year so far has been to look at, at the end of the day look at the booths that have no one in line and to kind of go and be like oh do i do i know what they're from and to go talk to them because there are these like you know, maybe they're a dwarf from the hobbit or maybe they're percy weasley but they're awesome people who are doing still really cool things the guy who played chewbacca looked like he did not want to be there well, the he's getting, Weasley he's guy. getting older and he just had back surgery, man. Right. So don't come to the Comic-Con, man. <laughs> like, he just didn't look friendly. Whereas this guy, I was like, he was the nicest dude. And so was uh, Summer from, uh, or uh, River from Firefly. Oh, Summer Glau? Well, as we went through the expo, we did talk to some people. We talked to some comic artists, some book authors, some other creators. We'll start off with the couple comic artists that we talked to. We talked to, I talked to Jay from Mess Comics here in Cincinnati based comic. And I also talked to Pigbone Comics. They have a new book coming out called Arcana Vaquero. It's their first full issue. They came out with a preview issue last year and they started a Kickstarter right before the interview and in the interview it says they were 88% funded and by now they are at 120% funded so they're they're doing pretty well with their kickstarter and we'll listen to their interviews that I did with both of them really quick hey i'm here with Eamon and Lish from Pigbone Comics we talked to them last year about their comic Arcana Vaquero and we're here to get an update on what they have going on and see what's going on in the future. So tell us uh, what you guys have going on right now. We've been actually working on our first full length issue and we just did our, launched our Kickstarter yesterday. We are 88% funded. So um, I'm hoping with, by the end of the day it would be awesome, but you know, that might be a bit too much to ask. Uh, we're going to have to come up with some stretch goals now. We kind of figured it would take the full time to fund, so we didn't plan that. So now we got a, we got some really cool ideas for stuff though. So pretty much uh, that, yeah, we're launching the actual, or not launching, we're releasing the book January 15th. So, and then we're going to debut it at Space. Yeah, Space in April in Columbus, Ohio. The lead in your comic, The, the Undertaker, if they made a movie of your book, who would you want to play the lead in the movie? Kurt Russell will always be my Edwin. That's true. Yeah, no. I, I'm all for Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell can do anything. So, And where can we find your Kickstarter if someone wants to uh, help out on your book? 
Well, if you go to the Pigbone Comics Instagram, uh, it's just at Pigbone Comics. Uh, we have a link in our bio. And also on our Facebook page, there's a link on there for the Kickstarter as well. And just Pigbone Comics on Facebook. Thank you. Hey, everybody. I'm here with Jay and Dylan from Mest Comics. <laughs> Talk to them about their comic and what they got going on. So tell me a little bit about the, the Mest book. So uh, Mest is the nickname for the Metropolitan Sewer District. Stars Lilliput. She's a sewer worker. And uh, she's kind of our tour guide to the weird, wet, wild world beneath our feet. What do you have going on, like, coming up with Mess Comics? I know you've had quite a few chapters so far. So we have two seasons, uh, 12 chapters total. Uh, we're working on the trade for the first season. That's going to include two bonus stories. And then we're going to do uh, season three, man. We're ready to go. We're going to keep going. Awesome. Last question for you. If Mess was going to get made into a movie, who would you cast as a lead in the movie? Oh, we go back and forth, but we're both thinking Constance Wu from uh, Crazy Rich Agents. And where can we find Mest Comics? Uh, go to our website at uh, Mest, M-E-S-S-E-D, comics.com. Thank you very much. And I know, I know, Justin, you know Jay from Mest Comics. Did you, yeah, he's um, awesome. Did you go by the Pig Bones booth? Uh, some really I cool think stuff. I did they go do, by uh, Pig Bones. Definitely went by Mest because uh, they did a really cool live sort of uh, demonstration here in Cincinnati that I volunteered for. Oh yeah, their underground tour. Those guys. There's also uh, every year. There's two people I see every year. One of them I consider a slight friend. The other one I consider someone who never remembers me, but I always remember them. <laughs> uh, Daryl Banks. He uh, illustrated the my favorite comic cover of all time. It's uh, Green, Lantern. Green Lantern Fifty One where Hal Jordan has killed all the Green Lantern Corps and he's wearing all of their rings, um, and it looks awesome. He did that cover, and I go talk to him every year. I bought it one year and got him to sign it, but I don't need him to do it every year, so I just did it once. <laughs> is he the one and you would consider Michael, a friend, or is he the one? Uh, no, that... that's the guy who doesn't remember me. Okay, okay. okay. Uh, but David Michael Beck, who is a Cincinnati Delhi resident, uh, I mean, he's doing... He did... Most of the Star Wars comics before Marvel bought it, covers, Thor covers, Batman covers, did all of Jonah Hex. Oh, wow. Was amazing. Is, is still amazing. He actually did the actually posters for the expo this year. Probably with the best artists I've ever seen in my life. Since Marvel bought Star Wars, they nixed any artist they've ever had before and they only are getting new people. So he doesn't have any work with Marvel, but he's doing really good stuff and his own stuff now. But. Anyways, he's always there, and okay. I feel like he's someone that you walk past, and you don't realize that you walked past someone who has done something that you've seen in the comic book world that's probably amazing, but you have no idea huh. because you're just walking past. And I, I probably did walk past it and not realize it. Probably. And if he's there, I wonder how other many, how many other people that were walking past who are amazing artists and contributors to Marvel and DC and these other big comedy, comic companies, comic companies. And we, we don't know. So that's my favorite thing about the expo is that there are the Percy Weasley's and the David Michael Beck's that we just overlook who do really cool stuff. Oh, and all I, I love like the, everybody I think that we talked to was local too. So I, I love the local artists that are coming up too. 
And yeah. I will say, anybody that we interviewed and talked to, I will put links in our description and whatnot for this episode. So if you want to go check out their stuff, you can. And if anyone was there and remembers the guy's booth name that had the fake records, please let me know because it was really cool. <laughs> uh, I actually got other people to buy stuff from him because I didn't have money. Really, really cool booth. So we could jump from comics to novels. There were two authors that we talked to. You mentioned the one earlier for the Goblin Wars. And then we talked to another guy, Tony Acree, who got a movie deal. Recently just got a movie deal from his book. So let's listen to their interviews. All right. So uh, we're here with Stuart Thayman, who is an author who I actually stopped at this because of the artwork uh, is what I saw yesterday that caught my eye and I was like okay I want to check it out and then the name of one of his uh, larger series is called Goblin Wars which is about the it's a fantasy world but from the perspective of the goblins and orcs and not the elves and humans like we normally get so um, anyways had a talk with him yesterday fantastic guy and here he is we'll let him say uh, whatever he wants about his books yeah, so I'm Stuart Thayman here at Cincy Comic Expo 2018, and we've got a ton of books here. I've been doing really well, so the books are actually kind of thinning out, but I write four different epic fantasy series, The Goblin Wars, sort of like Dungeons & Dragons, from the perspective of a lowly goblin, unlike anything you've read before. We've got Blood & Ash for Dark Fantasy, Killstreak for Lit RPG, and Shadowlith for the Grand Sweeping Adventure Fantasy, and you can grab those anywhere you normally buy books. Get them on Amazon. Yep, on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, digital, audio format, any format you normally buy or listen to or read books, you can find all my stuff. Uh, hey, what is the goblin's name? So the main goblin, his name is Gravlox, which actually came from a menu at a German restaurant that I was at at the time when I had the idea for the book. I saw Gravlox, it was salmon on crackers, and I thought that sounds like a cool goblin. And here we are a couple years later, we got three books and a novella out in the series. Because I would imagine if a goblin's the hero or main character, you need something goblin-ish that usually didn't sound great, but it also needs to sound, oh man, I'm going to love this character, so well done. That, I, I feel like that would be tough. Yeah, it's, it's easy enough to say, it's easy enough to remember, it's not like, you know, Garth Up or something that's going to be super goblin, but impossible to remember and say, so it, it kind of finds the balance. Yeah, Garth Thump is, is an ugly, misshapen goblin with like one leg or something. So Gravlox is a powerful shaman, and you can believe it. Uh, okay, so if you were going to cast Gravlox in a movie, who would play him, and how much CGI would there be? <laughs> So it would probably be all CGI. It would be terrible. My goblins are not the prettiest of creatures. They're kind of like uh, Gollum from Lord of the Rings, like hairless little scampering creatures. And I guess that was all CGI in Lord of the Rings. If I had to pick a real human character to play him, it would probably be whichever actor plays Bran in Game of Thrones. And that would have to be it. I like Bran. He's cool and he's short enough. You know, it's funny that I was not even picturing a kid, but you would have to probably be a kid, right? He's an adult. Yes. That's awesome. Well done. Hey, well, thank you so much. Goblin Wars, and check out the art because the art's amazing as well. Uh, another uh, author we have is Tony Acri. Um, so he, the most fascinating thing that I've heard so far is that you have a movie deal with a book that you've written. Which is very amazing. Uh, it, it is fantastic. It's one of those things. It's every writer's dream. It's kind of like the holy grail of writers to have your... But the good thing for me is not only is it going to be turned into a movie, they let me write the movie script, and I get to be a producer on the movie. 
So we've already had Keith David uh, from The Thing uh, fame and Armageddon and Platoon and a bunch of other yeah. great. He's a fabulous actor. He He's already attached Will to he be a being, main character. Well, not he'll be playing one of the main characters, uh, Winston Reynolds. And this is Hand of God. It's the Hand of God, the first book in the series. It's about a bounty hunter named Victor McCain who finds out his only brother Mikey has sold his soul to the devil and he's given 24 hours to find a certain girl who has stolen something from Satan that he wants back. If he does, his brother's kicked loose. If not, his brother spends eternity in hell. And in my books, The Hand of God is God's bounty hunter that deals out Old Testament justice. And by the end of the first book, Victor McCain's got to be the new hand of God, and that's how the series goes forward. Nice. One of his other good buddies as the story goes on is Winston Reynolds, and that's who uh, Keith David is going to play in the movies. That's very cool, man. What, so uh, will it be like in the theaters? Will it be good in, with Netflix-y kind of thing? Or? It will be uh, nationwide. It will be a major motion picture. Awesome, We're setting up a budget of about $20 million. So when it's released, it will be released not only nationwide but worldwide. So, you know, again, this has been really blessed, completely by accident. So this is kind of a really cool, quick story. Uh, a friend of mine makes dashboards for kit cars. Anybody who's a fan of the Knight Rider TV right, shows, right. the movie producer, uh, Brad Heiner, is uh, building his own kit car, and a buddy of mine makes the dashboards. And my friend said, hey, what are you going to do for your next movie? He's been a key grip for 30 years. This is the first year he's, he's producing a movie. He goes, well, I want something spooky. I want something supernatural. And my friend said, well, there's this guy who's had movie interest before, you should read his books. So I sent Brad the four books, he liked the books, and then it came down, he was working with Keith David, he goes, send the books to Keith David, if Keith David is in, you get a movie deal. If Keith David is not in, I'm sorry we can't work with you. I sent the books to Keith, Keith called me, we talked about the books, and after it was done, Keith said, I'm in. So uh, it was really a, it just pure happenstance, that it ha and this happened in May. How so long that's quick. It's, uh, it's funny, they said, we, we can give you a month, we want it in two weeks because we wanted to get something for Keith David to look at soon so we can get moving, because his TV series, he stars in Greenleaf, he starts filming in January, yeah. and we wanted something for him to look at. So uh, I had a screenwriting partner, we turned it in in 15 days. So now, of course, obviously it'll go through a lot of revisions, but we just wanted to have a draft for the money people and for Keith to look at. How many uh, sleepless nights was that? Uh, my family, I'm really easy going, right. and my family was so happy when that script was finished yeah. because Grumpy Bear was everywhere. Yeah, it's like, just leave me the hell alone, please. No, I can't take out the garbage. I've got to write this car chase. Right. So leave me alone. That's very awesome, man. Congratulations. Thank you very much. I will say with, uh, with Tony, I think it's pretty cool that I look forward to checking out this. I haven't read his book, but I really look forward to checking out this movie. He said he has Keith David signed on, not what? as the main character, but signed on um, to be in the movie. Well, and it also seems like, you know, a classic case of the right time, the right oh, circumstances. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Like exactly. that seems to be how you get made in that world is you just know the right people and you're at the right time. And then the, the concept for Goblin Wars, I mean, you explained it earlier and he talked about it. I think it sounds really cool. It's something. Right. Cause, uh, to, to write a character that's not handsome or, you know, Legolas or Aragon, but you're writing this snarled little goblin creature is a tough, tough task, I think. And to make us like that character, which I want to read and find out if I really do, yeah. seems uh, like a pretty amazing task to me. So another local company that I talked to, the Ringtail Cafe Productions, they do comics, games, and they're jumping in their first ever figure. Little Sebastian, <laughs> yes, doing a doing a Fiona, my little little Sebastian. doing a Fiona figure. Hey, Brad, do you get that reference? No, Parks and, and Rec. Parks and Rec. I've heard, but you just said no. 
<laughs> but I love Fiona. I do love Fiona. And they're yeah, licensed with the zoo. They got a, a license with the zoo, so their figure will be sold at the zoo, as well as you can pre-order it through their site right now, which is pretty awesome. They're really excited cool. for it. And here, let you listen to an interview where they talk about the Fiona, their process, like that whole thing, and what they have going on. I'm here with Ringtail Cafe Productions, which they do comics, games, and they have a new Fiona figure coming out soon. And we're going to talk to them about what they have going on and kind of just about their stuff. Well, Ringtail Cafe Productions is a, uh, it started as a comic book company uh, with my friend Sal and I creating a couple different series. Uh, Over time, it's grown to include other writers, other artists, other creators. Uh, And as we went along, we started to expand into other avenues of creativity. We started to produce games, figurines, uh, different kinds of merchandise. Um, The figurine we'll be talking about in a second is kind of our first foray into that sort of environment. Um, And we've just kind of enjoyed the entire process of uh, growing the business and growing into our projects and and, uh, the different things that we've tried to pursue. We're from Cincinnati, so it's it's one of the reasons why we focused on Fiona as such a big figure because, you know, she's also local and, and we love to support the zoo and other organizations in our area. But they they have a Fiona figure coming out. We actually have a license with the zoo on this and uh, that was a bit of a story. Uh, <laughs> well, I'm sure everyone here in Cincinnati knows Buskins and a while back Buskins put out Fiona cookies and a roommate of ours brought some Fiona cookies home and at the time we were doing some of our early uh, prototyping for plastic figures and collectible figures and we were thinking well what what do we want to do a figure of and we just couldn't decide there were so many options and our roommate unwrapped this Fiona cookie and we're just there you hear the crunch and we looked over and this the cookie with Fiona on it and it's like okay that's it that's the thing we all love Fiona we're all big fans and so we were like, okay, we'll ask the zoo if we can do this. So we contacted the zoo and we're like, hey, hey zoo, we want to do a figure of Fiona. And sent them our info and stuff. And they didn't reply to us for a while. And we're like, oh, well, maybe they don't want it. You know, maybe they don't want us to do a figure of, the, of Fiona. And then they came back and they're like, okay, how much would it be to sell it in the zoo? And we're like, oh, okay, so you guys want it too. That's why you had to check all this stuff so you could see if you could sell it in the zoo. Over the course of things, we found out the whole process that they go through, you know, going through with different vendors, checking what's coming down the line, stuff like that. And it was our first time really working with an outside source like that. So, you know, learning, communicating that back and forth and everything. Uh, And then basically finding out, you know, we're, we're good to go on this. So then we got to start on the process of going through the prototyping, going through the manufacturing and all that stuff. This is available for pre-order currently, correct? And where where can people find um, not just the Fiona, but anything from Ringtail? Um, so uh, ringtailcafe.com um, is our website. And uh, the figure is going to be coming out um, late October. Uh, it's going to be available at the Cincinnati Zoo. Um, they're going to have uh, uh, figures for sale there. Um, we also sell it on our website as well, but we really want to kind of give a shout out to the zoo and push for getting it there because then you can see the real Fiona too. Um, but you know, all the comics, all the games, all the uh, different products and stuff that we've done, uh, ringtailcafe.com, there's you know, a bunch of stuff to check out there. 
Thank you so much for talking to me, guys. Like, definitely check out Ringtail Cafe Productions. Oh, how interesting was that? I will tell you right now. It's exciting that, like, Fiona, you know, Fiona's a local superstar, and anything and everything that comes out, like, people just eat that stuff up. So, little Sebastian. R.I.P. Harambe. Oh, right. they needed a turnaround after they, they needed they needed Fiona after that. So my thing is when when Fiona dies, it will not be as glorious as when little Sebastian dies in Parks and Rec. Bye Spoiler bye, alert. <laughs> but can we get no, can we get know. Chris Evans to sing bye bye to write your five uh, five thousand candles in the wind for Fiona? It needs to be like candles in a wind. Except for a thousand times better. Maybe we should start tweeting him now so that when she actually does die in like 30 years, he'll actually answer us. <laughs> so or, there, or maybe he listens to our podcast. Who maybe. Knows? Who knows? You never know. Oh, I'm there sure was, Chris Evans does. There We've was, done enough wait, his, it's not Chris Evans, is it? We, no, we Chris, talked about Chris Pratt. passengers. Chris, Dang it. Chris Pratt. Dang it. Chris Evans. No, no, no. Now Chris Pratt's really Captain never going to write it because I said it was the wrong Chris. Chris Evans and Chris Pratt listen to our podcast. Oh, I'm sure. I'm do. sure they Captain do. America Absolutely. and Star-Lord, both of them. <laughs> Speaking of uh, some sci-fi, there was this one panel that I went to that I thought was very interesting that I I tried to get the Cinema Maiden to come, but she got there a little late, so she wasn't able to make it into the mm-hmm. panel. But of course, this this panel on women in Star Wars and kind of nerd culture, it was a panel put on by a group called the Super Heroines Etc., and I, after the panel, I went to their booth. I went to this panel as therapy for myself. Yeah, because you hate women. Yeah. You hate women, so. <laughs> but now he doesn't. But now you but, don't? But let's, let's. But now you don't hate women? I don't. I went, you know, I went to this panel and I went to their booth and talked to them. So let's. You're a changed man. I'm a changed man. <laughs> I'm so proud of you. <laughs> let's listen to the, the talking to the superheroines, et cetera. I am here with Chelsea and Jillian with the Super Heroines Etc. And we're just going to kind of talk about what they, what their group is about. And um, yeah, go from there. Hi, we're a nonprofit. Uh, we're, we're here locally out of Cincinnati. We're also in St. Louis. And we harness the power of fandom to help empower women to embrace their inner nerd and create safer and more inclusive spaces for nerdy things, gaming, all that stuff we're all into. Absolutely. So some of the fun stuff that we do, uh, we have a monthly learn a game night where uh, we come to the Rook uh, right here in Cincinnati and we gather people together and, um, you know, create that safe space to learn a game. We also host online graphic novel book clubs as well as different events. We've got a Galentine's Day event um, in which uh, we all get together and celebrate like the awesomeness that is girls. And uh, we also have regular movie nights, uh, movie nights or movie afternoons where we see a movie and then have a really nice discussion afterward. One of the things that I really wanted to, I really thought was significant um, from the panel was that, you know, nerd culture is leading the way um, in understanding resistance and resisting. We're asking the right questions now and we can be um, we can be good uh, ambassadors and we can be good influences on our society um, as as nerd culture opens up we can bring it to the masses 
And where can we find all the information about superheroines, etc.? Okay, on Facebook, you can go to uh, facebook.com uh, slash shecincy, S-H-E-C-I-N-C-Y. Uh, on Twitter, you can go to uh, shecincinnati, S-H-E-C-I-N-C-I-N-N-A-T-I, or www.superheroinesetc.org. Thank you very much. Like I said, I will put links to all of these in our description. So go go check each and every one of them out. If- I'm proud of you for turning over a new leaf and Thank not you. and trying to not hate with it. But you. I know that you know usually when when female haters <laughs> when they, uh, they they try to turn over a new leaf, it only happens for like a week or two. You're, and then and then, and you, then be- you just revert right back. And then you just become a photographer in front of the female group, trying getting yeah, the women getting to, your, jump. To, to jump. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that as your future. Is that what's going to happen to me? Yeah. Man. Is there anything else from the expo you want to mention or talk about before we move on? I think I'm ready to move on to at-home recommendations. Well, I will say I I did enjoy Comic (laughs) Expo this year. He's clearly not ready to move on. I did enjoy the Comic Expo this year, and I look forward to next year to see what they have, like, it's fun. It's a fun hopefully little weekend. We have, hopefully we have the, I do the main event actually show up. I think we record yeah. of saying that you like it more than the two of us combined. What do you mean? You like it more than you me. You like it a lot. Well, I do so like cool. it a lot. Yeah. I think it's just okay. Like I, I think it's quite I go to try to go thing. to the panels and everything else, and I think you just see it as like, oh, people are selling a bunch of stuff. And what do you think, I, I, see, you what do you think I see it as then? No, 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 no. I don't see it as a selling. I see it as... I like to watch people. To me, it's the equivalent of going to Vegas. Ah, like, oh my gosh, analogy. it's so fun to watch people. That's it. I like the people watching. The people watching I is good. I can sit there all day and just watch the people. Okay. I can, okay. I, I, I can I see that. I and I, I mean, I go because there are panels that are interesting too, and the people watching is good. You just go because yes. we told you to go. Yeah, essentially. <laughs> So let's move into some at-home recommendations. How many you got, Cinemaiden? Well, you're going to have to cut yours back, Justin, to like three. Mm, I can't. Yeah, you can. Save some for next time. Can I cut it to... One. No, no, at least two. (laughs) At least two. Fine, you get get two. You you get two plus one honorable mention. There you go. You can have three. Well, since you have more than us, why don't you start off? What are you doing, round robin style? Let's try that out. No, (laughs) (laughs) no, we'll we'll just round robin all the time. We'll just we'll just go we'll just go with them. Go with them all. I'm going with them all. First thing, this is the best. You have to watch it. Just came out on uh, Amazon Prime. It's an Amazon Prime original. Wait, I feel like you're I feel like you're Stefan from SNL right now. He's like the hottest club in New York. Uh, The hottest (laughs) new show. Is eight episodes long, only 30-minute episodes, so it's not that much of an investment, but it is absolutely amazing. It's uh, Forever with Armistead, uh, Fred Armistead, and... Well, if it's only uh, eight episodes long, then it's not Forever. From uh, Saturday Night Live, Maya Rudolph. It is... Oh, I love Maya Rudolph. It's called Forever. It's sort of a little bit like The Good Place, but a little different. Uh, it's an awesome commentary on how we live our lives. Like, if we live our lives like we do now, 
if you could live this life in the afterlife forever, would you really want to? And if not, why not? Why aren't you living a better life now? It's pretty amazing. Go watch it. It'll stun you. Second, Carnage. It is a movie with uh, John C. Riley, uh, uh, Kate Winslet, Christoph Waltz, Jodie Foster. It is literally only the four of them in one room in one scene. It's based off a play. It is amazing. Uh, it was a 2014 film. I th- actually no, sorry, 2011 film. Was really well done. Directed by Roman Polanski. Yes, Polanski. Third, it is a sh- a cartoon, guys, a cartoon that my children have started watching. That's just as good as Phineas and Ferb. Just Adventure as good. Time? Adventure Time. Oh, absolutely not. Oh my gosh, I love absolutely that Absolutely not. That is creepy weirdness. Rick and Morty? This is called, this stars, nope, better. This stars Dimitri Martin. It stars uh, another Senate Live guy, not Horatio Sands, but the other sort of heavy set guy. Bobby, Anyways, Moynihan? Bobby Moynihan? Yes, Bobby Moynihan. And it is amazing. I love it's Bobby called, Moynihan. He's so funny. It's called We Bear Bears. We B A R E. Can you say that again? Can you say that again? Bear bears. We bear bears. I want you to say it like you did when you first started. A grizzly bear, a polar bear, and a panda bear who all live try to live in the human world. It is amazing. And where where is this show? We bear bears. Where is the show? Oh, Netflix. But I think it's on other things. But it's on Netflix. Okay. And then last. If I have to choose only one more, you what do I have? We three. Bear Bears. You already did oh, three. I, I, I got four. Did I get four? <laughs> of course. <laughs> the Voices with Ryan Reynolds. Someone, a, a friend of the show, uh, Cinnamon Toast Crunch, oh. uh, told me to watch The Voices with Ryan Reynolds. Excellent movie. Super weird, super creepy, super gross, but totally worth watching. Hmm. That's my at-home recommendation. That's your four at-home recommendations. All right, Cinemaiden. I like that we went with two with one honorable mention, and he still got four he in. He still got four in. I'm proud of you. I only have two, <laughs> and they're both short TV Korean. show ones. One of them's Korean. The other one is um, American. The first one is called Show Me the Money. Show Me the Money. It's the Korean show. Okay. It's a Korean like. Hit. Hold on. Haven't you already talked about Show Me the Money? It's have a, I? It's a game show. It, it's not a game show. It's like the voice for Korean hip hop. But yeah, the new so season's on. But the new and season's on. You said there on. was like, did you say there was like two hundred hours per season or something? No, that's a different one. Oh, but I never watched I think, that one. I think all these shows tend to blend into one, probably. But this one, they just started the seventh season of the show, and I'm really excited. But it's really hard to find, so you'll probably never find it or watch it. But it's really hard to find with American subtitles, English. So subtitles. what I'm gathering is, <laughs> America, we we take shows pretty far. The BBC says the opposite. We're not going to take shows pretty far. And Korea says, you know what? We're taking this further than anyone. Further, <laughs> We're going to push the limit. 17 seasons, 900 hours a season. Let's go. Yeah. The Show Me the Money episodes are like two hours long a piece. And they're, there's probably like 20 episodes. So it's like 40 hours of TV <laughs> for one season. Anyway. That's a lot. My um, other one is, have you guys ever watched Explained? On Netflix, the series on Netflix. Oh, I keep seeing it popped up, but I've never watched it. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I like that they're sometimes at nighttime. I don't want to watch like a full episode of something or like a sitcom-y kind of show. Sometimes I just want like a quick one-off one. And these are really cool because every episode is about something different. They're usually around 18 to 20 minutes long, 
Like they have ones explaining tattoos. Uh, can we live forever? Uh, political correctness. Why women are paid less. The world's water crisis. What like why people love music so much. What is monogamy? What is designer DNA? Um, it's just really cool, cool stuff that you just right. learn learn little bits of information that can okay. help you. I don't know become wow your friends broader person. <laughs> and that's on yes, Netflix. Netflix. Okay. Well, my I have two. One I just started watching today: the Dragon Prince on Netflix. It's an animated mm. series. It is created by the creators of The Last Airbender. I like The Last Airbender. And it is a fantasy okay. show with humans and elves basically on the verge of war over a dragon egg from a dragon that was killed. Like oh, it, it's it really from, cool. The dragon eggs from a dragon? Yeah. Dragon is it uh, am- animated? It's animated. Uh, it's nine episodes. They're half hour each. I'm four episodes in so far and i'm like i'm hooked i want to know basically they're they're kind of the way it's laid out is this first season is book one and then next they'll go to book two. Oh, oh just like they did with avatar yeah. oh okay is that was that how avatar works okay avatar was I, book one air book two water book three, yeah th- this one does the elements also this one is book one moon because they do their element there's six elements in this show the sun, moon, stars, earth, oceans, and sky. That's cool. And then the humans learn the seventh element, which was dark magic. They don't Leave them. it up to humans to do that. Yep, right. exactly. My second one will be a throwback show that just dropped on Netflix, throwback movie, the older movie. Um, Scott Pilgrim versus the World just oh, came on to Netflix. Available. I saw that was available. Anyone who has not seen that movie, go watch it because it is amazing. It One is of a, Chris Evans' many roles as a superhero. <laughs> yes. And it is a Edgar Wright movie, the director of Baby Driver. It's another one of his Justin's fantastic favorites. movies. I will tell you, Scott Pilgrim is a thousand times better than <laughs> Baby Driver. Scott Pilgrim is amazing. But those are our at-home recommendations. I think we had given quite the list this week. Ooh, and can I do a podcast recommendation? Uh, Wolverine, The Long Night. So it's Marvel's first attempt ever at doing a podcast where they are just going through a comic book, but they have actors, like really good actors. There's a couple of really known actors who are going through a Wolverine story. And the first three episodes are out. Stitcher and Marvel are doing it together. Um, oh, and it's check it out. really good. Really, it out. really, it's, it's very, it's very entertaining, a little graphic. So it's not really for kids. Okay. Uh, and it doesn't sound comic bookishy. It's, it sounds like a movie script being read. It's really okay. well done. Awesome. Huh. I will have to check it out. I will say anyone, if you have any questions, comments or anything for us, just head over to we are the cinema guys.com and you can reach us there and do all kinds of other stuff. Well, thank you for listening to this Comic Expo episode. It's a little longer than our normal episodes. But we will be back next time with a movie. We don't know what we're going to do yet. But thank you for listening. And maybe sometime we will see you at the movies.
there anything do you else? See the camera? Do you see the camera? No. no we don't it's have like a little no. camera with a touch this and you can do reverse. No. Oh, it's yeah, only, no. That's only on your screen, It's only man. on your screen. <laughs> I'm eating it right now. 